Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for all things fantasy basketball. There's really good player projections over there done by Mark Roberts, which we uh, talked to Mark on a previous episode. I suggest everybody going listening to that episode. It's a very good one. And there's also weekly schedules and uh, rankings and everything you really need to get your fantasy season started along with this show. But uh, enough of that. We're going to get right into it today because we got a very important segment that we will be doing for the consensus top eight. And we're over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some strategy podcasts. We're going to be doing some uh, kind of player ranking tier kind of a podcast where we tier our players to say kind of where we actually like to take them because this first tier is the strongest first tier we've had in years. There is pretty much a consensus top eight amongst fancy analysts. And uh, we, we also uh, pretty much agree with that. That top eight seems to be fairly interchangeable. So we're calling that the kind of the tier one players. And uh, we're going to take all eight of those players and do a little uh, a mock draft. Uh, a, the segment is apparently called who are you going to draft with Russell Westbrook? who a lot of people have ranked number one overall. Uh, I don't have him ranked number one overall. I'm going with Kevin Durant in all types of leagues. But I get why people have Westbrook ranked number one. Yeah, and and I think the trade, like you said earlier, is going to knock him down a little bit. I personally, I I said this, and and the trade really didn't affect me any. It actually might, maybe I pushed him below Carl Anthony Towns. That's kind of a toss-up for me. still think I'm trending for Westbrook, though. I have him fourth. I want the guys who have done it, been the number one player, over the guys who haven't. So I think I got Russell Westbrook fourth behind Durant, Harden, and Steph Curry. For a guy who's going to get close to a triple-double, it's kind of worth it. But but is he going to trend close to that triple-double this year? That's the question. I think he's still going to be, you know, a 20, you know, 28, 27, somewhere in the high 20s. Oh. He's going to be somewhere in the high 20s. He's Russell Westbrook. He's going to get his. I don't I know. About that. That. Oh, really? He's going to defer to Carmelo Anthony? Come on. I just think he's more. I think he's closer to 25 than he is 28. Uh, high 20s. He's probably going to get close to 10 assists a game. And maybe, you know, those three or four rebounds he was chasing after, he chases after like three less. I think that's it. I think the rebounds probably go to like seven. Fine. Seven okay, half. cool. He's still stealing the ball a ton. Yeah, and, and here's the thing I'll say about Westbrook. Um, I said it once earlier today, I think, that the blocks are not there. So if you're looking for blocks, um, that's and that's probably where you're going to look for in your pairing, if you're going to make a pairing, is you're going to need someone who can get some blocks. Um, great rebounds for a guard, which puts you ahead in a category that's getting scarcer. There's not that many guys who get 10 rebounds a game. So even his seven are huge. Yeah, he's a... A mon- to have that kind of monster type of rebounds out of your point guard is super rare, and I don't think you can throw that away. And so we're kind of going to go through each round, at well, least through the top five or six rounds. Yeah, we're going to go through like six rounds here. I think, yeah. I think after that, and we'll talk about this in a later day, I think yeah. that you kind of get your players that you want at that point, and you kind of just pick a lot of the same players, or you pick from a pool of players that you believe in. Um. So it's going to be a lot of the same players, though. So I don't yeah, think we, you, we need to hear that. Yeah, the, the bottom half of the draft is kind of yours to to do whatever you want with. Because by that time, the randomness of uh, players being taken, uh, along with the fact that a lot of those players are interchangeable, 
and uh, some people are picking their pet players or some guys they think have a lot of upside, and that's what you should be doing in the bottom half of your draft is picking those upside type of players, those Jamal Murrays that are hiding way below the screen when you're drafting on Yahoo Mock Drafts. Um, I think in every single one of the drafts, I got Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. It was, it was like candy from a baby. Um, um, I'm, and, not, and- I'm not expecting that in my real drafts, though. We're not going to be able to predict – uh, your draft so uh, a decent we're going to stick within maybe a three uh to four pick range when we do this i think that's pretty fair and we're going to base it on nine category because um that's how we roll um that is the preferred way of playing fancy basketball you know how i hate the the, the other categories and tyler is an enabler he gives those custom rankings out to all those people who have 15 categories or or more uh, by the way, hit him up at Watsy4444 if you'd like those custom rankings. And we're going to base this on head-to-head. Uh, so right away, if I'm playing head-to-head, I'm punting turnovers. So R- Russell Westbrook's probably going to the top three. I, okay. I'd almost say 100%. I did a ton of mock drafts today, and I would say I got him in. I got him third, actually, a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, I got him about 60-some percent. I got him at the third pick. It was much harder to get him at the fourth pick. Okay, so let's say he goes third. Now, let's say, regardless if it's 10 or 12, team, like, I don't really don't care. It doesn't matter we'll to me. 12. We'll do somewhere in that range. Yeah. Okay, so let's say Paul George is knocking around at your, at your pick in the second round. Are you worried about having two Thunder to start off your draft? A little bit. And, and here's why. If Paul, I think Paul George is talented enough where if he's slipping to the bottom half of the second round, you definitely have to consider him. I saw Jimmy Butler slipping a lot in a lot of rounds, and I'm taking Jimmy Butler over Paul George before the trade, the Miller trade, and I'm taking Jimmy Butler definitely before Paul George after the trade. In my mock drafts, I got Jimmy Butler three times a pick 20. That's that's insane. Jimmy Butler is underrated this year, so be be aware. And I've been saying that I have Jimmy Butler in my top – I mean right right up there by my top 10. He's in my, <laughs> he's in my second tier, 100%. He's right there with – and, and and John Wall in that in that second tier. So I mean, if I can get that pairing, I'm loving that pairing. Um, we're, we're definitely light on blocks though. If we go for that pairing, or or well, this is what I found out doing all these mock drafts. Right, is um, picking at the top half of the draft kind of sucks. It's you really want to try to get in that seven eight range so you can get one of those top eight players, but you can get a second tier player in the second round because by the end of the second round, you're looking at that third tier. And there's not a lot of centers, not a lot of bigs. Draymond Green, Kristaps Porzingis. I think you, you have maybe a, a small big is what you want to do here, unless you want to completely punt blocks, and then just just go with your your favorite um, highest ranked player in the second round. There's one there's one thing that worries me a little bit about picking Draymond Green in in the second round and not in the third round is that. He's only gonna give you about twelve points a game, true. Which is is below what you need, and I, I say this all the time, right? Those twenty point scores dry up quick, so getting a twelve point score in that second round can be very detrimental to your points category. Yeah, it does mean you have to go right away back to someone who scores a ton, and there's not a lot of guys hanging around in the third round uh, that are that are monster scorers. You could. Technically, you could just say, you know what, I'm, uh, if you're going to draft Draymond, you're not out on blocks. So I was actually experimenting a little bit with being out, just not doing, just punting blocks, blocks and um, field goal percentage. 
And so when I got someone like Jimmy Butler or Paul George, um, or I would even try to get uh, Kyle Lowry, what's what would be your your favorite way to play Russell Westbrook after all your mock drafts? Um, my my favorite way to play Russell Westbrook, and and this is probably my favorite way to play anything, especially when we talk head to head, is a lot of times I don't care about percentages and I don't care about turnovers, and I just go for bulk counting stats. He's going to basically get his points, get his assists, get his rebounds, get his steals. And if he doesn't get his steals for a week, maybe that's the week someone lucks into some steals, right? So I think that it's easier just to go for those bulk stats because they're a little bit more sticky. They happen a little bit more week to week. You know you're going to get some numbers from those stats. So I'm a big fan of doing that. So if I got Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler, I'm I'm definitely know I'm going to need some blocks at some point if I'm going with that strategy. Yeah. See, if I I think if I end up uh, Jimmy or Paul George dropping to me, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna pump blocks. I'm out. Just yeah. Let's put another category. Just pump blocks. You still got good, really, really good free throw. Your field goal isn't gonna be good, so you can put field goal turnovers blocks. Fine. And see, but I don't. I don't think this is a great strategy because the more I did it, the more I had to reach down with my next pick to get a big. Well, and and okay, so let's talk about who's available, right? Okay, yeah, let's so, well, let's get a consensus on what we want to do in the in, in the second round. Um, if we get one of those guys, so now we're looking we, top of the third taken. round. Okay, so who's available? Let's talk about this. Who's available? Top of the third round. Top of the third round, because you're you're gonna go right back in. You're gonna get another pick, right? right I don't almost right away. I, I would say uh, in my in my mock drafts, the type of bigs. So I think you you have to go big because by the time you get down to the end of the fourth round, fifth round, where you're going to pick back-to-back picks, there are no more um, good big men around. There just really aren't. Um, they're they're the, the mid-tier big men. And so in that third round – have... Let's not say good. Let's say worthwhile at that pick, right? Oh, I mean – Fair. fair. Good, good is um, relative term. So what I found myself doing is reaching down for someone like Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, or Marcus Soule. Okay, so we're assuming 12-team league, right? So maybe, and, and maybe not, right? Maybe Draymond Green is there. If he's there, that's the guy I want. Oh, if you can if you can pull off the Butler-Green-Westbrook combo, like you've, you've probably almost won your league. Draymond Green is the 20th ADP, so 20th player in ADP on Yahoo. So that's possible. 24th ADP, and right probably going to be around where you're picky is Chris Stapps. I think you'd be lucky to get Chris Stapps, especially after that mellow trick. Uh, let, let's say Jimmy and Paul George are not available, but in the second round, you got uh, Porzingis sitting there, you got Miles Turner sitting there, you got Lowry and Connolly. Those are your four picks. Oh, I'm going for Porzingis at that point, or I'm going for Draymond Green if he's available still. Um, I like Draymond. So I like going Porzingis. Big. I'm going you're big. You're going to match a big with Westbrook. I think that's a good strategy. I like that. Um. So yeah, and then in the third round, I can go anywhere pretty much, right? Yeah, because you you haven't punt at that point. So yeah, I think if you get Jimmy and, and Paul George, you're you're basically buying into a punt big strategy, and I think you go with one of those bigs that don't really have good blocks, like Kevin Love, who's going to get you all the other stats plus some three pointers, and now you're kind of sitting really nice. That's I think the harder strategy to do because you got I think you got to get lucky in the later rounds to really fill out your to your, fill out your roster to its fullest potential. But I, I actually really like that the strategy of punting blocks if you can get Jimmy or Paul George. 
I'm but you, I, if you can't, I, let's go big. Let's go big. I like I that. I still let's, think I'm going to go for, for Miles Turner. If if I got Jimmy Butler, I'm going to go for Miles Turner. Thirtieth ADP on Yahoo. He's thirtieth ADP. I mean, you got to figure he's around at the top of the third. Sure. Um, because a lot of people are going to want point guards, right? A lot of guys go for that strategy of like a lot of point guards, and I mean, I'm I'm in on that strategy. I love to have point guards, but I think he'll be around. And if if he's around. Those two blocks, man, are looking pretty sexy for me, and it's it's gonna let me do my strategy of I can forget the percentages and turnovers and just dominate you and all the counting stuff. Yeah, I think it's gonna be rare for people to get Jimmy or Paul George if they're playing with people who know what they're doing. Um, it could happen, certainly, and uh, good on you if it, if it does. But let's let's say you're in a twelve team league and you went Turner on your second pick. Who are you taking in your third pick? You're turning right around. Um, are you going back with a guard or are you going with another big? Now, see, here's where things get a little bit wild for me, and here's where I might go off the beaten path just a hair bit. Um, I am not in love with the Kemba Walker and, and Kyle Lowry's of the world. I mean, I like those guys, but I think that there's some value point guards I'd rather have a little bit later on. So I'm probably, if, if I have Miles Turner as my second pick and we're talking about guys like, those guys are available or like Gordon Hayward or Clay Thompson. I might be looking at those two guys over some of those point guards. And what those guys are going to offer me is some bulk three pointers, which I love. I mean, especially Clay Thompson. I, I'm a fan of picking Clay Thompson. He's going to give you big points. He's going to give you half a block. He's going to give you enough three pointers that you're going to feel pretty good about that category, regardless of what happens. Right. We talk about how it's getting harder and harder to find, three-pointers because there's so many three-pointers, right? That like a three-pointer a game isn't anything anymore. But three to three and a half three-pointers a game, that's a big advantage. Um, and you also start have to start thinking about position scarcity in the third round. There's not a ton of, of shooting guards um, that are going to be around for you in the at the bottom of the fourth and the beginning of the fifth. There's one that I'm particularly interested in, certainly, but uh, and his name is Gary Harris. But uh, often Gary Harris does slip in the, especially in the Yahoo drafts. But not not if you're drafting against people you know. So you're thinking if you get if you end up getting a big in the second round with Westbrook, your team's looking it's Westbrook, Miles Turner, and you're gonna go shooting guard. I'm thinking that's that's where I'm trending. Just because I'm I'm not super into those point guards. I mean, they're good. Kyle Lowry, especially in head to head, has a tendency to kind of peter out down the stretch which that's where I want him. If it's Roto, I'm a little more into Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kimball Walker is shot all right the last year or so, but I'm a little scared off by that percentage. And I, and I said, maybe I'm not caring too much about the percentages, but he's also a not huge assist guy for a point guard. Yeah. So I think I might go Clay Thompson or, or Gordon okay. Hayward in that third round. Would you consider CJ McCollum? I would consider CJ McCollum. Um, I'm a you just bit... happen to like Clay and, and, and Gordon a little bit better. I just think CJ McCollum goes a little bit ahead of those guys in the yeah. drafts I'm doing. I mean, CJ McCollum's going in the second round for you? Um, I, I, so I did a draft just this afternoon where CJ McCollum went at pick 24. Really? So, yeah. So I think um, people are on CJ McCollum, apparently. I think someone was a little higher on it than me. Now, maybe that was a kind of a one off and, and that was kind of skewing my bias today. Um, but that was just a mock draft I did this afternoon. So, um, well, I shouldn't say this afternoon. It was this evening at like eight o'clock. But who's counting? Um, 
Yeah, I, I ended up getting in in one of mine. Um, I went really small, and I went Kyle Lowry because uh, someone took Chris Stapps, but I probably could have took Turner in, with my third pick uh, with Westbrook. But um, so yeah, I, I think you're trying to round out your guards. You're trying to get some threes to to kind of kind of mix uh, mix a, a, a shooting guard in there, position scarcity, and I. And this is why I don't like picking at the beginning of the first round. If you have a choice where you can choose, you're, you're in a weird spot. Yeah, right? you're in where like you're you feel like you may be reaching on some guys. Like I, I don't love to pick Clay that high, but like I'm I'm I feel like I may be reaching for him a little bit. But at the same time, I'm I'm all right with it. Yeah, because if you're at the end of this, if you're at the beginning of the second, if you reach for someone a little bit down, it's no big deal because they're kind of in the same tier, right? But at the end of the third, you're kind of reaching down into uh, to guys who might be be taken in the fourth round because you're not going to pick until basically like the forty six fifty two range. And I'm liking a ton of guys uh, for their value in the thirty, you know, kind of thirty to forty range. And so let's let's kind of go with a let's get a consistency on this. We're at uh, we're building a team here, West Westbrook. And uh, Miles Turner, we're going with a big if you can't get one of those uh, Jimmy Butler, Paul George guys. Uh, we'll go Miles Turner, and then we'll come back with Clay Thompson. How about that? I like Clay too. All right. Bulk threes. So now your team is looking pretty, I'd say pretty solid. Uh, you got Westbrook with aggressive rebounds. You have Miles Turner who's coming in there providing with big man stats and scoring. And now you're you're getting even more scoring. So you're like pretty set in scoring. You See, got that's, good threes. But that's where I want to be, and that's important, right? I want to be pretty – feel pretty set in scoring after three picks because look at what's left in scoring right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe DeMar DeRozan falls to the fourth. Maybe you got like a Carmelo type. But after that, man, that scoring, there's not many 20-point-a-game guys. See, and, Kevin and you're going to – Andrew Wiggins, maybe. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, maybe, just maybe. So you're gonna, you're gonna start seeing a lot of guys come off the board here. You got a long time until you pick, and then uh, we're we're gonna pick up right at the end of the fourth round into the beginning of the fifth round. Your next two picks. There's a lot of guys off the board at this point. And uh, in my probably one of my best uh, drafts, I ended up getting Chris Middleton in the fourth round in one of my drafts. Um, if, you, if you pull Chris Middleton at the end of the fourth round, um, my friend, you've you've done it. Congratulations. I was the- I was listening to the man from Locked On Bucks, which is a, is a great podcast. If you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, um, I, I I forget his name at the moment, so you don't have to excuse me for that. But he was saying that he could see Middleton going closer to 20 points a game this year, and I thought that was a huge advance for him. And and not probably not something I'm predicting. I'm probably predicting more like 17, 18. But Middleton is just a great kind of across the board contributor and something that you gotta love to have. Yeah, I love Middleton. Uh, I think Middleton at the bottom of the fourth round is a no-brainer. Um, that's kind of why I like doing being on the turn of the third, fourth round instead of the fourth, fifth round is because with one of those third or fourth rounds, I'm getting Chris Middleton. The guy I'm probably getting and, and looking at, and it's someone I'm a little bit higher on than, than I think I'll, some people, and that's Ricky Rubio. That's probably the guy I'm heading for. I think you'll be surprised. Um Ricky Rubio, I don't think ever made it to the bottom of the fourth round in any of the drafts I did. People are on Ricky Rubio. They just really well, are. Here you go. So in, in Yahoo's ADP, he has a 47.1 average draft position, and he is the uh, 50, 49, 48, 47th ranked player in their ADP. 
Okay. So, so there there is a decent chance you could you could end up snagging him here. And I I really like your pick. And this is why. You're set in scoring. You have Clay, you got Westbrook, and Miles Turner is no slouch, you know, 17 some points a game possibly. Right, and could and could take a step forward too, right? Could could, sure. could tread closer to 20. I mean, he's going to be the number one guy on that team, you got to think. Um if you're playing with some some of the, some of the sharps guys like Chris Middleton. I don't I don't think Ricky Rubio gets to you down at the bottom of that. But um, out there, we're gonna, we're going to base it on what's going on on Yahoo right now and some of the mock drafts we've done. If you got a choice between Chris Middleton and Ricky Rubio at you know what pick forty, what six? Who are you taking? Um, because of my team. I think I might go Rubio, just in the sense that I got a Middleton pipe and Clay Thompson, and the the eight assists I'm going to get from Rubio aren't coming back. Right? There's okay. nobody else, unless I'm going to go for Rondo, which we talked about Rondo in the Pelicans. We're not preview. going for Rondo. <laughs> I don't want Rondo. So the great assists and steals right now, I think I'll, I'll bank on that. And I also think Rubio can score a little bit more this year. Just that team's just going to need someone to get some points and. I think I don't think he's going to be a huge scorer, but I think he's going to take a little step forward there where he gets like 12, 13 points a game at least. Okay. I like where your head's at. I like Rubio. I'm I'm all for that pick. Let's uh for for some of these later picks, let's give a um worst case scenario pick. So, this is probably the best case scenario is that Ricky Rubio has fallen to the the bottom of the 4th round, he's sitting there waiting for you and you can you can snatch him up. That's really nice. But let's say you're playing with a bunch of people who uh, know what they're doing. What's what's your, kind of your worst case scenario? Someone who's definitely going to be around at this pick. Um, I'll, I'll throw out a couple guys here that that I think will probably be around. Um, pick with two. I yeah. think it's always kind of criminally underrated. Not a big scorer, but good rebounds, good assists, a steal, half a block, some three pointers. I mean, that's what that's the only categories I'm really looking at. So I like Nick Batum. Um, Schroeder's got a real low ADP on Yahoo. That's a guy I'd be interested in at that pick. Yeah, I think solidifying your guards here is probably the is probably the the, the or a, a point guard, not just but, guards, but a point here, guard who gets assists. And here's the thing I'll say about Batum, right? Batum is giving you basically point guard assists. I mean, he gives you as many assists as a guy like Kemba Walker. Yeah, Batum is not a, is not a sexy. Um, I would say a sexy pick here. And, and he's probably a good a good guy that I may be looking at in the fifth round. Is, yeah, which makes me know he's going to be available in the fourth round right. for sure. So that's what I mean. So you're saying worst case scenario? I'm definitely looking at him as a, as a worst case scenario pick. And like my fourth round is like I'm looking around and I'm I'm seeing kind of a tire fire of nobody I really love. I'm probably looking at Nick Batum. I think that's fair. I think if you see someone like um, Dennis Schroeder out there and you want a, another guard, I like I like that idea as well. Let's go optimistic on this one. Let's say Ricky Rubio felt us. That's great. So we got Westbrook. We got Miles Turner at center. We follow that up with Clay Thompson to hit a ton of threes and, and score and do a, the counting stats pretty well. And now we got Rubio. So we're, we're low on big men. We don't have any blocks. Uh, our rebounds are actually fairly good because uh. – I think we're I think we're good at rebounds. I think, I think we're okay because Westbrook and Rubio. Yeah, and and I mean Miles Turner is going to get you some good rebounds. I think we're all right in rebounds. I, don't I mean uh, Miles Turner is not an elite rebound type of guy. 
But if you're getting seven and seven, that's fourteen rebounds from Westbrook and Miles Turner. I think that's pretty crazy. Well, and I think those are are safe estimates, right? They're not like crazy estimates. And I think you could get more, right? I mean, I could I could easily see Miles Turner getting like eight rebounds a game and Westbrook getting like eight, eight and a half, nine. So I mean, I think there's upside in that category. But even if you say fourteen, I mean that that's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So um, we're 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 feeling really good with free throws, um, because Miles Turner is a really good free throw shooter. We are good at points so much that we took Ricky Rubio and we didn't think too much about it. We got a very good clip at threes. Our rebounds are solid. Our assists are really good, and our steals are also really good. And here's probably where maybe my strategy changes a little bit, right? You said it. We're really good in free throw percentage. So maybe I shift a little bit more to punting blocks and caring about my free throw percentage. Right? Maybe I make a turn here because I'm pretty pretty solid. And I don't know about my blocks, right? My blocks are a little bit questionable. Yeah, so you, you're on the turn. You're taking the turn into the fifth round. Here was where I was going to go with this, all right? And and uh, I'm, I'm interested in Bob Cub for sure. Um, probably not going to pick him. Where I was going to go is I'm going to go probably for someone like Vucevic. Interesting. Now, here's why, okay? Uh, you can say that maybe that's not a great value, but for my team, I think it is. It is, it is a reach down. But it's another pretty decent points, some good rebounds, some pretty decent assists from Vooch, right? For a big man, I mean, two and a half, that's that's pretty all right. I mean, you, it's a lot better than guys like Abaka and Drummond who are getting you like one. And he's giving me that block. So I can kind of stay in that category. And he's not going to kill me with my free throw percentage. You, you kind of nailed that right on the head. His, his free throw percentage is not bad. Uh, one of the things about uh, Vooch is... You know, his minutes are down. You really wonder what's going to go on over there. But he still gets very good numbers playing around 20, you know, upper 20s. And if he ever ended up just, you know, all right, we're going to put him back in at center, play him 30-plus minutes a game, you're going to get a nice boost from all those numbers. That's the only thing I think worries about me. He's a one-on-one guy with 10, 10 rebounds. Uh, but I think you have to go big here. I think you're you're on the right track. Would you rather have Vucevic or would you rather have Nurkic? And here's kind of where right I had to I have to make my decision, okay? Because if I go for Nurkic, I, I gotta probably go with my other strategy and punt the free throws. Yeah, and you're kind of you're kind of negating all the good free throw percentages you already drafted, right? And so I think I might rather go Vooch. If Vooch wasn't available, would you go big? Would you go Nurkic? Um, I mean, if Brook Lopez is available here, I think that's well, a that's a nice pick. But I don't think he's going to be available here. And and I'm I mean, I still might pick Nick Batum if he's available. That's fair. It is like I mean, I'm seeing some decent rebounds, some good assists, a steal, a couple three pointers. You know what I mean? Like just some sex categories, good free throw percentage, and there's some big guys left here that I'm still kind of interested in. And you, uh, you sort of backed your way back into a, a, a punting blocks strategy at this point. If I go Batum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If I go Batum, I'm definitely caring about my free throw percentage and now punting blocks. So my three categories I'm punting are turnovers, field goal percentage I don't care about, and blocks. Uh, I, I found it a little strange. Otto Porter was falling uh, pretty far into the fifth round. Um, 
I'm not sure I want to go out of Porter here, but if he's around in the fifth round, he's more of a nine cat kind of guy. He's Nick Batum, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. He wouldn't you rather have Nick Batum? Well, but yeah, but I mean, that's the sense. The the point I'm, I'm guess I'm trying to make is he's going to slip because Nick Batum slips because these guys don't score and guys in especially the casual player, right? If you don't score a lot of points or or score some decent points, right? That that's, that pops out because it's big. They don't understand that there's a huge difference between a half a steal and a steal and a steal and a half because those are small numbers. But they understand that there's a big difference between 12 and 20 points. And so those guys who don't score a ton often slip a little bit because they don't have that big eye-popping, ooh, 15 points, 18 points. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right. Those numbers don't look great, but when you start looking at it across the board in a 9-cat or 8-cat is which we're pretty much we're doing – it starts looking way better. You see that steel six. Uh, I mean, if we go look at what did Nick Batum do? And I, I think we're going to have to go with Nick Batum on this pick. Cause I think, I think that's the good pick. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's not sexy anywhere, but when you look across the board, you're just like, wow, I'd, I'd like to have that on my team. So you, re, you, you definitely reached out. And you, I think a lot of people will find themselves doing this. You go with the best player. If you're on, if you're on a turn, right. You end up going with the best player with your first pick. And then, at the uh, at the bottom of your turn, you end up reaching down, and that's fine. That's how you have to do a snake draft. Well, and and let's 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 say this too. You're if you're at a turn, you're always either hoping someone falls or you're reaching down a little bit. Yeah, right? Be- because you don't want to just pick whoever's ranked. But well, I mean, whatever pick it is on the turn, because that's probably not the best guy for you. So you either got you know that you got two picks right in a row, and then you don't pick for a while. So you either got to reach down and get the guy you believe in, or you got to hope someone falls to you. I'm going to make you pick Vucevic. I think they'll both be available since we're reaching down for both of these guys, uh, Vucevic or Nick Batum. Who do you want? I'll probably want Batum in this this scenario, just because I I feel a little bit better about what he's going to produce for the year. And one he's of an Vuce- overall pretty good play. Yeah. And one of Vucevic's best categories of rebounds. Right. And I think I'm, I'm doing all right in rebounds. I'm not trending amazing, but I mean, we're talking three rebounds per game difference between the two. I'm feeling pretty good with Batum's six rebounds. I like it. I like where your head's at. So right now we're at Westbrook. We have miles Turner as, as our kind of our sole big man, big man. We got Clay in the third. On the turn in the fourth, we took Ricky Rubio because he was around, and, and that, that was nice. And now we're set an assist. But then uh, we ended up taking Nick Batum in the, in, the, in the fifth. Did I skip a guy? Oh, that's it. That's it. So Nick Batum in the fifth boosts our rebounds and our assists, which is really nice. Um, and now we're down to the bottom of the sixth round where it's getting a little, little dredgy down here. All right. So here's, I think, the way we play this. And this will probably be the last pick we do for Russell Westbrook. I agree. Um, I want you to kind of give me what you think is the best available. And then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a little synopsis on why I think each guy might be the pick. All right. Best available, sixth round. So uh, it could get crazy at this point, right? We don't really know who's going to be available. So yeah, maybe this is, I, think, I think this is pretty hard. I will go. I'll go genres, right? So I won't give you the best players available, just like in that round. I'm going to say here are the best two big men. Here's the best two wings. Here's the best two guards. All right, I think that's pretty fair. 
Clint Capella. He's a, he's around. He's still hanging out. And uh, you got Andre Drummond. And uh, I guess I'll throw in Lamarcus Aldridge for good measure because he is he's fallen in drafts pretty hard. It's fallen on hard times that uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. It's really sad to see. For your wings, it's not looking that great in the wing department. But Gary Harris is still available because you're drafting on Yahoo for some reason. Uh, Daniela Gallinari is available. Oof. Aaron Gordon, you could reach down for him if you'd like. And for your guards, your point guards, Alfred Payton's around. You got uh, somehow D'Angelo Russell fell. Eh, I'm not going to do D'Angelo Russell in this round. D'Angelo Russell got taken. Sorry. And it looks like probably you could reach down to Marcus Smart. I don't want guys like that in the sense that Jeremy I think Lin I'm, is available. I think I'm pretty solid in steals, right? Yeah. I'm not looking for a guard here. I'm looking for a wing or a big at this point. And so I don't want one guy like Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart's best category is steals. I don't really think I need the steals. No. So I think I'm pretty solid there. So so what do I need? You're, you're, the, you're the smart guy here. What do I need? What, where do you think I, I need to right, trend? Right now, in, in the bottom of the sixth round, um, I think you're a little weak in, in, in big man stats. So we are punting blocks at this point because that's just the direction our, our draft ended up. There's oh. not a lot of good bigs available down here. And that's uh, you. You're gonna hear this a lot. That that I mean, the the every fantasy expert is gonna tell you the the big man stats dry up fast. Yeah, and once you get to that sixth round, uh, they're they're really gone. But here's the thing, though, for our team, I think Lamarcus Aldridge is looking pretty damn good. I like where your head's at. Right, because he's gonna give me that eight rebounds, right, which will boost that category, which is probably my weakest category at this point. He's going to shoot a good free throw percentage. Now, in a vacuum, I'd probably maybe rather have Clint Capella, but I'm caring about my free throw percentage now. And not not only that, you care about your free throw percentage, but Lamarcus Aldridge scores. And down here at the at the bottom of the of the sixth round, I'm impressed. He still going to score 16 points a game. He's going to get you a solid clip and rebounds. He's going to fit a spot on your roster. And who cares if he gets a, uh, over a block a game? Like, that's not a ton. And you, at some point, you got to realize, like, when you're when you're punting something, and I think a lot of people fail to do this, they go, well, that guy gets blocks. Why would I Why would I draft him? Well, it's like you're going to skip over Miles Turner because you he's the best player on the board. Just because so, he has so, blocks? Don't do that. And what I like what you're it. thinking about with LaMarcus Aldridge here. When I say I'm punting a category now, it's different when I'm I'm not punting the percentages because I can't afford to throw a guy who doesn't have good percentages. But if I say I'm punting blocks, it doesn't mean I I don't want guys who block shots. That just means I'm not looking at blocks as a category I care about anymore. But if I need rebounds and the next the best guy available just happens to block some good shots. Mm-hmm. And give me rebounds. I'm going to go for the rebounds, and I'm still not going to care about the blocks. If I end up in the middle of the pack in blocks, that's great for me, right? Absolutely. I'm not trying to win that category every week in a head-to-head league. The category is don't are- care sorry. about. Uh, sorry, it, it, since we don't care about field goal percentage that much at this point, Lamarck Saldridge fits that that mold too. And since we do care about our free throw percentages, if someone like Andre Drummond's still sitting around, we can't take him. Yeah. And and so that's that's kind of why I'm trending towards Aldridge is 
he does the things I need him to do, which is shoot a good free throw percentage. And he gives me the category I'm probably most in need of with a boost in my points that I know I'm not going to be able to probably get after this. I like it. And and the things that LaMarcus Aldridge is weak in, assists and steals, we're already set in that. That's it. Um, so but he's, he's kind of, boosting one of our elite stats, which is points, which is even better for us. Which is kind of a, a, a point that is important to make when you're doing these, right? Is you've got to round out your team. Okay. Definitely. You can't just go all rebounds and nothing else because you'll lose most of the weeks. Well, and, and here's a, a reason why Alfred Payton isn't the best pick for us is, okay, his best category is assists. We've got a boatload of assists. Yeah, we're we, are, trending, we are flush in assists. We're trending to be like the best team in the league in assists right now. So why am I – I don't want to build a ton more on that strength because I want to win some other categories too. If you win – a category by two assists or 200 assists, you don't get any more points. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you win the week by 50 assists instead of five, you don't win any more categories. So when you have someone like Westbrook and Rubio, and you've already uh, put guy, uh, guys next to him like Nick Batum, who gets assists, that's that's a solid that's a solid team. I like what we did. So Westbrook probably one of those top three picks. Uh, at the turn at the bottom of the second, we went Clay. Uh, we went Miles Turner, who fell down uh, to that level, and then we went Clay Thompson, so we could get some hot threes. I, li- I, I like that. At the end of the fourth, we took Ricky Rubio. He fell to us, and now we we solidified our guards and we solidified our, our assists and steals. And then we took Nick Batum to get a well-rounded forward who also helped us with our steals and assists and gave us some extra rebounds. And then we went with a a pick that a lot of people probably would say, you guys hate LaMarcus Aldridge. Why would you take him? But at the bottom of the sixth, LaMarcus Aldridge fit our, fit our mold and it worked. I like, this is a well-constructed team, Tyler. And and here's the thing, right? I I don't hate any player, right? And this is kind of a common misconception is I can rag on LaMarcus Aldridge and say he gets picked too high and he's not, the guy that he once was, and he's not, right? He was a second-round pick there for a while. But that doesn't mean that, like, I'm I'm writing him off my board but when it starts, right? I'm not crossing him off and saying, there's no way I'm having the Marcus Aldridge. Like, yeah, if he I, fits my team, I, I want him. I, I 100% agree. There's there's always a fit to every one of these players. If uh, Joel Embiid was sitting here in the sixth round, we would have took him. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's, there's a, Everybody's got a price. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just true all over the world. <laughs> That's true for everyone, for every, for all situations. Everybody's no got no it. It's a terrible world we live in, Tyler. It's a heartless, terrible world. So yeah, um, that was a good breakdown. We got through the six rounds, and uh, we plan on doing this for all of the top eight. So uh, do be prepared to see more of these. If you're looking for a specific guy uh, that you want us to do next, go ahead and tweet at us because uh, we, we're going to do – them in whatever order we feel like, but if there's a demand for Kevin Durant in the and, next 24 hours, we we will we will look towards Kevin Durant. And here's the other thing I'll say is I, I'm I'm pushing towards we're gonna do the top eight, and then we're gonna kind of do one where you're picking on a turn. Yeah, if you're at where, the bottom of the uh, the first round, you right, can get well, more choices to pick from. Right, where we have kind of a ton of options, and we're kind of kind of try to go through each one of those players like kind of real quick and say this is what we need and we're going to try to maybe blend that all into one 
show. I like it. I think everybody will hopefully be prepared for your drafts. They are probably coming up in the in the next three weeks. So this is crunch time, everyone. I'm excited that we are going to have some special guests on to talk about strategy, head to head in Roto, and we're going to talk about our player tiers. So that should hopefully, um, I mean, we're going to be hitting you hard this week with a lot of podcasts. So hopefully that will help you prep for your upcoming drafts. If you have and, and let's say this, yeah. we're going to try to start coming to you your ears a little more frequently. I think that that's kind of the way we're trending right now, and um, I think that you guys need that, and so that's what we're going to try to provide. This is crunch time. Uh, prepping for your draft, getting uh, as much information as you can, watching preseason, seeing what the rotations are, that takes uh, that, that is uh, some key information. And then, hell, once the season starts, which I cannot wait for, um, that's when the real fun begins uh, because every one of those games for those first three weeks, that's when um, the that's when your money is made. Uh, hitting the waiver wire and hitting it hard in those first three, two to three weeks is uh, is very important into ensuring that you you pick someone up off the waivers that's going to be uh, help you contend for your championship. So uh, I'm excited. We got a lot of we got a lot of good content. Once the NBA starts, we're gonna have a lot more. Our life is over. Our life is over. This is what you're going to be doing. We're going to be trying to get to you as much as possible. Like I said, if you got questions, if there's someone you want to hear uh, next in, in the Who Do You Draft segment, um, tweet at us. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Uh, but everybody seems to prefer to tweet at Tyler because he's he just seems like he's nicer uh, on the podcast, and I just hate everyone with their stupid 13 team leagues or their category 13 category leagues. Um, I mean, I'll probably be nicer on Twitter, but there's no there's no promises. Um, I always feel like on Twitter too, unless like it's like a message where I can say what I want to say. Like that 140 characters always limits me. So then I I seem like I'm being very short. Like I, I got so much more I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a very verbose man. Yeah, and I've been um actually I've been hanging around the uh, subreddit, the R Fancy B Ball subreddit, answering some uh, draft questions on their daily threads. So uh, maybe I'll find you there. And uh, if not, you can tweet at me at Watch the Boxes, and you can get it Tyler at Watsy four 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 four. You got anything else to plug, Tyler? No, that's it, man. Beautiful. So another podcast down the hole. We'll be continuing with our top eight and our special guests very soon. So that's about it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>